Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week. It's the 15th of August, 2022. Daniel Pedigree back in the chair. Hope you all had a good weekend and your team or teams got up. Lots to get through uh, throughout the course of the next hour. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 the phone number, or you can text 0457 736 736. What a busy weekend in sport it was over the last 48 or so hours. Lots to come out of the NRL. Some crucial results, some controversial results as well. We'll get to that in a second in our wrap of the NRL round. The Swans. Another win, this time against Collingwood, sitting now in second position on the ladder. And it was a pretty convincing win as well. Uh, Over 44,000 people there at the SCG yesterday. We had a chat with Matty Cox last Wednesday. We'll ask him again in a couple of days' time if the Swans are the real deal. But at the moment, it's hard to fault them playing very, very good AFL. We'll talk more about that throughout the course of the next hour. The Bulldogs, they've got themselves a new coach. Cameron Sorreldo will be... Their new coach signed to a five-year deal for the start of 2023 and beyond. Get your thoughts on that. And what about the EPL over the course of the weekend? We'll have a complete wrap with still one game to go tomorrow morning, this time tomorrow morning between Liverpool and Crystal Palace. We'll have a complete wrap tomorrow with Jonathan Gallo, but some shock results um, and a thriller overnight between Chelsea and Tottenham. So we'll bring you up to speed on that. So that's just some of the topics this morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 the phone number, or 0457 736 736. It's two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream today. So, yes, happy to take any of your thoughts about anything in the weekend of sport. We'll start with NRL, uh, but 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Okay, let's have a look at uh, the NRL round and some of the talking points out of the NRL round that I would uh, like to get your thoughts on. Let's go back to Thursday, and we did discuss this on Friday morning, but the Storm 16 over the Panthers nil. As I said, we spoke pretty comprehensively about this on Thursday morning, but uh, the Panthers held to nil for the first time in a very, very long time, and uh, the Storm back. I was speaking to some friends over the weekend who, whilst they were impressed with the Melbourne Storm's performance on Thursday night, they didn't... 
because Penrith had so many players out, they didn't quite know whether the Storm are back, Penrith are struggling, or it was a result to be expected. If you want to have you say in that, as I said, we did say this, talk about this on Friday, but uh, are the Storm back? I, I can't ever write the Melbourne Storm off. Um, in the group of friends I was sitting with on Saturday night um, after the Roosters-Cowboys game, um, about five teams, we listed the top eight, and we said probably about four or five teams can win the competition at the moment, as things stand. But the Storm 16 over the Panthers nil are the Storm one of the premiership contenders after that win. Now, Friday, uh, we saw the Warriors 42 over the Bulldogs 18. Obviously, neither of these two teams can make the finals, but good to see the Warriors get a win. And I think once the Warriors are back in New Zealand full-time, playing their games full-time, training there full-time next year. And they've got a new coach, of course, at Andrew Webster next year as well. I think you'll find that they're going to be harder to beat. Now, we always expect so much from the Warriors. We we sort of understand what has happened over the past couple of years, um, and they help keep the game going. Uh, think about when the COVID pandemic started and they moved to Australia and basically have been here for the best part of two, well, three seasons. Um, so to get see them get another win at home was very, very good. Um, and I think they will be more competitive next year. Whether they're going to make the eight or not, I'm not sure, but they'll definitely be more competitive. The Bulldogs, probably a disappointing result for them. Um, they've played playing some pretty good football over the past few weeks, even that loss to the Cowboys last week. Um, they played pretty well and at times looked like they were going to get up over the Cowboys. So to be losing 42 points to 18 albeit in New Zealand, that would be a bit of a disappointment for them with a few more games to go. Uh, now, South Sydney, 26 over the Parramatta Eels, nil. This is one of the big talking points, I think, of round 22 of the National Rugby League. We'll start with Souths and 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 South Sydney, midway through the year, especially when Latrell Mitchell was out, everyone was writing them off to be a premiership contender, a lot of people thought they might actually miss out on the top eight. And Latrell Mitchell comes back about five or six weeks ago. And apart from that game where they lost to the Cronulla Sharks that went to Golden Point a couple of weeks ago, they've looked really impressive. I do think, though, it does, a lot of it does reply on, uh, does rely, sorry, on Latrell Mitchell staying on the field. But if he stays on the field and keeps playing the kind of football he is playing, they're going to be very hard to beat. And you can see, and I think me and Charlie talked about this the other week, you can see that it takes the pressure off Cody Walker and Lachlan Ilias. Um, and they're starting to play very good footy. Are they a premiership kid? I think they are. I think they're one of the form teams. I, I know a few betting agencies have slashed the prices of both South Sydney and the Roosters, but South Sydney, very, very good. On the other hand, Parramatta, where do you put them? No points on Friday night against South Sydney. I understand they were missing Mitchell Moses, which does hurt them. He's a very, very quality player. But still, to not get a point against a team that they could well be playing in a couple of a few weeks' time in the final series, if Parramatta are to make the finals. We'll go through the ladder. They're still in the eight, and you would think they would be able to win at least one more of their games. But that was a pretty disappointing performance. They are a very hot and cold team, Parramatta. We saw what they did against Penrith. I know Penrith, for the most part, a couple of weeks ago, were down to 12 men and had a couple of players out before that. But then against another top-quality side, Parramatta couldn't get a point and conceded 26. Do you put the red pin through Parramatta? 
And I know a lot of other people who have said that after that performance on Friday night, Parramatta cannot win the competition. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I would say about Parramatta, um, I think they are, and we've seen, they're good enough to beat sides like the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. They're the only side to have been in Penrith twice this year. But when you look at it, can they do that for three or four weeks in a row? Because if they are to make the top eight, they're probably not going to be playing in top four. So they're going to have to, if they're going to win the competition, they're going to have to play four games and play like that for four games in a row, like they do against a Penrith and a Melbourne. They're a good side, Parramatta, but I think they're way too inconsistent at the moment. Mitchell Moses will return soon and that will help. But in my eyes, um, I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough to win those four games if they are to make the finals in a row. They are good enough, um, but they just don't seem to be able to be consistent enough. 0457 736 736. Can Parramatta win the competition or have you ridden them off for season 2022 in South Sydney? Are they one of your favourites all of a sudden? Speaking of teams that have turned their season around, the Roosters 32 over the North Queensland Cowboys 18 in front of about 15,000 at the SCG on Saturday afternoon. A beautiful day for footy. And the Roosters again, a bit like South Sydney, were ridden off. They were actually outside of the eight about a month ago. No one had them winning the competition. Um, now they're still sitting in, in eighth position, the Roosters, but it was a very impressive performance once again. They were good against the Broncos about 10 days ago, 10, 11 days ago, but I thought this was one of their, probably their best performance of the season so far. 32 points to 18. And for all the criticism that Matt Lodge got when he signed with the Roosters, and there was a lot of it, um, he's proved to be, uh, so far, a very good signing for the Roosters. Along with Jared Rea Hargraves, they're still waiting to get Lindsay Collins back. few rumours he'll be back this weekend for their game against the Tigers. Um, and Takiaho still has to come back for the Roosters. So 32 points to 18, and that is back-to-back weeks uh, they have beaten teams in the top eight. And the Cowboys, of course, the second-best team in the competition at the moment. Was it just an off day for the Cowboys? Were the Roosters just too good for them? Um, and can the Roosters, similar to Parramatta, can the Roosters go on? to win the competition. They've still got to make the finals first, and they have a pretty tough draw. They've got the Tigers this weekend, and then it's followed by the Storm in Melbourne and South Sydney at New Football Stadium, New Allianz Stadium in a few weeks' time. But uh, playing like that, Trent Robinson seems to have them firing at the right time of the year, um, and that combination, and I think I think everyone was wondering what would happen when Luke Keary came back into that side and how that would affect Joey Manu. Well, the combination between him, uh, Kiri, Tedesco, um, Sam Walker as well, who I thought uh, probably had, a, by his standards, a fairly quiet game on Saturday, but still very, very good to lead the side around. Uh, 32 points to 18, those combinations going very well. And is it just a blip on the radar for the Cowboys, who have been so good all year? Um, this match would have been full of emotion for both teams, but in particular, the Cowboys. So, I wouldn't blame them for being slightly distracted, but they would be disappointed uh, losing that game. 32 points to 18. Where do you put those two teams at the moment? Sharks 36 over the Tigers 12. Uh, Not much has to be said about that. The Sharks continue to roll on. My only question mark on the Sharks is, uh, and I'm sure they're not overly disappointed about it because they're probably going to keep racking up the wins, but 
They have a fairly, out of a lot of the top eight sides, probably out of all of the current top eight sides, they probably have the softest run in. Now, if I'm, and I'm not a footballer, but if I was a footballer, I would want to be playing at least one or two tough games um, into the run home, uh, into the finals. You look at the Sharks next few weeks. They've got Manly next week, and we'll talk about them in just a second, followed by the Bulldogs, and then the Sharks finish off with the Knights. So that's a fairly, very, actually, soft draw home. Not that there's any easy game in the NRL, as we saw yesterday with the Titans, but... Yeah, that's a fairly easy run in to the finals. So 36 points, 12 the Sharks over the Tigers. Uh, similar to this, Broncos 28 over the Newcastle Knights 10. Again, uh, not an overly surprising result. The Broncos hit back from their performance la- uh, the weekend before against the Roosters uh, into seventh position. And they needed to win that, the Broncos, especially with the Roosters win. And it turns out the Raiders won as well. We'll get to that in a second. Um, they would have been under slight pressure to keep their place in the top eight as well. That win, whilst it doesn't completely guarantee that they'll be there come finals time, I think they deserve to be. Um, and the Knights, although they got the win last week, that was short-lived, uh, 28 points to 10, the Broncos over the Newcastle Knights. Now, yesterday, Raiders 24 over the Dragons 22. Firstly, a weird, weird game of footy. The Raiders started off well, then the Dragons hit back. Ben Hunt. Another fantastic performance by him before the Delhi M leader, the Delhi M count, uh, went behind closed doors. He was leading, and I still think he may well win the Delhi M because when the Dragons win or when the Dragons play like they did yesterday, I know they lost, he would nine times out of ten be getting the points. He's been fantastic. One of the best players in the NRL throughout season 2022. Unfortunately, wasn't enough to get the Dragons over the line against the Raiders. A crucial win for Canberra. Nowhere near convincing, but it keeps their top eight hopes alive. Although on for and against, they are still two wins behind the Roosters. So whilst it does keep their top eight hopes alive, and they do have a favourable draw heading into the rest of the season, they need to play better than that because the Dragons uh, almost got them. 24 points to 12 with only, what, about 10 or 15 minutes left. And you thought the Dragons probably weren't going to do anything. And I thought the Raiders might have actually ran away with it. But credit to the Dragons. They fought back. Zach Lomax had a chance to make it 24-all from the sideline and couldn't kick it. Now, we saw at the end of the game almost an exact repeat of what happened when these two sides met a couple of months ago, except in the other way. Now, in my view, uh, Fengai was pushed down. Um, That should have been a penalty. Uh, and the same thing when they played each other seven or eight weeks ago. Should have probably been a penalty in that match as well. Um, I've heard a few people. Joel Kane is one of them. And I had someone message me uh, last night, actually, and say that we now need, maybe from next year, we now need, with the captain challenge and with the referees, I think being a bit nervous to blow a penalty in that sort of situation, we now need to move to a rugby union format where play goes on until the ball goes dead or there's a mistake or or something like that on that last play. So the siren may sound at 80 minutes, but until the ball goes dead, it's play on because it then takes the pressure off the referees. What do you make of that? Now, I know people, a lot of people aren't fans of the captain's challenge, but then that may well be um, reviewed at the end of the season. But would you like to see us move to a rugby union format where until the ball goes dead, play goes on? in the 40th minute and the 80th minute. 
I don't hate the idea. I think it would take a lot of pressure off the referees and it would make, well, I think it would make for a more exciting ending. Um, and it wouldn't go on, you wouldn't think, as long as a rugby union because you'd still have the sets of six. So you'd still have to kick the ball back. That was probably, what, third or fourth tackle. So it's you know it wouldn't go on forever. But I, I don't mind the idea. I think the idea has some merit. Would you like to go to a rugby union type ending? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Yeah. Do we continue until the ball goes out or a scoring play happens when it hits the 40th or 80th minute? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Interested to hear your views in that uh, because that's not just the second time that's happened. I mean, look at the Cowboys Tigers game from a few weeks ago. Very different circumstances, but still. One uh, where that argument probably could be put up. And the Titans, 44 over the Manly Seagulls, 24. Firstly, congratulations to the Gold Coast Titans. One of their best, well, definitely their best performance of this year. One of their better performances probably over the past couple of years. And a few question marks as to where that had been hiding all year. Um, But very, very good. David Feeder, exceptional. Um, And look, in a year that has been a struggle for the Gold Coast Titans, some... Good signs for them. They obviously won that match. They've got Kieran Foran coming next year. They've also got Sam Verrills, who, again, was exceptional for the Roosters on uh, Saturday afternoon against the Cowboys. So there are some shining lights for the Gold Coast Titans if they can all click next year and play more like they did yesterday than they have been for most of the season. Meanwhile, the Manly Sea Eagles, I'm not entirely sure what is going on there. There was a story on Friday morning about pressure being on Des Hasler after um, their probably poor back end of the season. And they said, the article said that if the Manly Seagulls were to lose to the Titans on Sunday, he'd be under more pressure. And depending how they start 2023, he'd be under a lot of pressure. Well, at the moment, um, something is going on there. And they have gone downhill ever since that, Pride jersey situation about three or four weeks ago against the Roosters when they had seven players sit out. And Jason Saab now, uh, which is very, very bad news for him, ACL. So he's going to be out for an extended period of time. One would think he probably wouldn't even be back for the start of next year's season. So things go from bad to worse at the moment for the Manly Seagulls. But well done to the Gold Coast Titans. So the ladder, as it stands at the moment, with three rounds left before the finals, the Panthers still lead the way on 38 points. The Cowboys are second on 32. The Sharks have now joined them as well on 32 points, whilst the Storm round out the top four on 30 points. Outside of the top four, the Rabbitohs are in fifth on 28 points. The Broncos in sixth on 28 points. The Eels in seventh on 28 points. And the Roosters round out the top eight on 26 points. Following them in ninth, the Raiders on 24 points. Manly in 10th position on 20 points. The Dragons in 11th position on 20 points. The Bulldogs in 12th on 14. The Warriors also on 14. The Knights on 14 as well. The Titans, sorry Tigers fans, they leapfrog the Tigers into 15th on 10 points on four and against. The Tigers last at the moment on 10 points. And just looking ahead to next round, all kicks off Thursday night. Rabbitohs, Panthers, what a game that will be. Followed by Friday, Cowboys, Warriors and Broncos and Storm. That'll be another good game. Then Saturday, Eels, Bulldogs, Manly and the Sharks. And then you've got the Roosters and the Tigers. And then on Sunday, 
the Dragons play the Titans at an important game, uh, the last one of round 23's Knights up against the Raiders in Newcastle. So have your say on everything that happened in round 22 of the National Rugby League. Parramatta done for the year in terms of winning the premiership. Can you see them? Win the premiership 0457 736 736 or 1300 Are Souths and the Roosters back? Can you see one of them going all the way to win the premiership in season 2022? I think if both sides keep playing like they have, it's hard to say no. I still think Penrith are favourites though. And what about the idea to keep the ball in play after what we saw at the end of that Raiders Dragons match last night or yesterday afternoon until the ball goes out or someone scores? Like Rugby Union, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll get to your text, your call shortly at 20 past five. After this, we'll look at some of the other sport across the weekend and some of the other news headlines. It is 20 past five. At 24 and a half past five, good to be with you, Daniel Pedro, with you until 6 a.m. before breakfast with Fossey and Brandy through SEN 1170 a.m. in Sydney, Pat and Heels through SENQ 693 a.m. in Brisbane and SEN Gold Coast 1620 a.m. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Talking about the end of that Dragons Raiders game yesterday and the idea that's been floated around, I know. Joel Kane's mentioned it. James Magnuson has mentioned it as well over recent weeks about how instead of the game ending at 80 minutes, a play goes on until uh, the ball goes over the sideline or someone scores, a bit like Rugby Union. Nick has been in touch saying, yes, we see it happen a bit, um, which is true, um, and I would like the idea. I support the idea. Whether it will ever happen or not, I'm not sure. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, interesting. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What do you make of all of that at 25 past five? Now, the other big news yesterday was the Bulldogs announcing a Panthers assistant coach Cameron Serraldo as their head coach for five years at the start of next year. Now, he'll become the youngest coach in the NRL and in doing so, ensure the most lethal boot in the game stays a Bulldog, apparently. So Cameron Serraldo, he is turning 38 in October and he'll enter the NRL furnace as the game's new rookie coach after a five, signing that five-year deal to take over Canterbury. Canterbury's appointment of the man lot widely regarded as the next best coach in waiting presents a double coup for the rebuilding club. Bulldog super boot Matt, certain is, uh, Matt Burton is now almost certain to extend his future under Serraldo, with whom he shares a tight relationship from their days together at Penrith. Despite months of speculation linking him to the Bulldogs, Serraldo only agreed to the deal yesterday morning. Yet, yeah, of course, he was offered the Tigers job as well, wasn't he, when Michael Maguire left and declined that. And there was all this talk about whether Serraldo would go uh, to the Bulldogs or stay at the Panthers for another year and wait for another job. But I think, as I said a couple of weeks ago, you don't often see a top job like a Melbourne Storm, like a Penrith Panthers or like a Sydney Roosters where um, the coach leaves because they're playing well. Uh, very rarely do you see that. So he had to make the jump at some point to go and coach a team, um, and he's decided upon the Bulldogs. Uh, now, uh, he had the meeting at the West Tigers that's, and obviously said no, then uh, wondering about staying at the Panthers, but he explained his decision to Ivan Cleary and the Panthers 
yesterday afternoon at about 11.30. He thanked the entire playing group for providing him with his chance to become an NRL coach before vowing to give everything towards winning the back-to-back premierships. Um, So there you go. He was attracted to the Dogs for a number of reasons. The character of the players to rediscover themselves following the sacking of former coach Trent Barrett was a major factor. The club's strong financial backing, its rich history, and a developing roster were also big ticks. Sorrelto's strong relationship with Bulldogs general manager of football Phil Gould, dating back to when Gould worked at Penrith, is also an undeniable factor. Gould said he's had a massive influence over my understanding of the game and coaching philosophies and structures. Uh, Sorrelto said of Gould, sorry. I had Ricky Stewart and Brian Smith. I took a lot out of them. I got to work with Trent Barrett when he was here and Craig Fitzgibbon in the country camp. I was lucky to be part of that for four years. He also played 94 games in the NRL for Penrith, Newcastle and Canberra. And now in charge of the Bulldogs for five years from 2023. Um, Bulldogs fans, you happy with this? I think it's the best choice. Still, though, he hasn't coached an NRL game. He hasn't been a top-level coach yet. But from those who know, I heard Brandy on Fox Sports, Fox League yesterday, saying that he has little doubt that he will be successful at the Bulldogs. Um, I think it's a good appointment. I do wonder, though, where this does leave Mick Potter, who has been sensational and turned that Bulldog side around since the departure of Trent Barrett a few months ago. And the Bulldogs have been playing. I know they lost on Friday night, but for the most part, they've been playing some really good footy since the uh, departure of Trent Barrett and Mick Potter. So I wonder if Mick Potter will stay on the coaching staff there, maybe as an assistant to Cameron Serraldo, or may go and try and find a gig elsewhere because he's done a tremendous job with the Bulldogs over the past couple of months. Bulldogs fans, you happy with this? Cameron Sorreldo, the head coach for your club for the next five years. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I think uh, it's a pretty good signing. And as I said, at some point in time, Sorreldo would have had to make that jump. It's 5.30. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. 0457-736-736 or 1-300-01-1170 if you want to get in touch. Uh, today, talking about um, the end of that Raiders-Dragons match and the potential that maybe like a rugby union situation, we play on until a score a score has happened, whether it be a try, a penalty, um, or the ball goes out, like Rugby Union, in the 40th and the 80th minute. 0457 736 736 1300 Can the Roosters in South Sydney win the competition? Are they back after the performance of both teams across the weekend against fellow top eight teams? Uh, very, very strong, both of them. Can one of those two teams, can, can both of them, can either of them, Win the competition now, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And Bulldogs fans, are you happy with Cam Sorreldo being at your club for five years from 2023 onwards? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. After this, we'll have a look at some of the other scores 
from across the weekend. A dramatic finish overnight in the EPL in that game between Chelsea and Tottenham. We'll talk about that. Also, the Swans yesterday in front of over 44,000 people got that win over Collingwood. We'll have a look back at the weekend of AFL and some of the other headlines making news in rugby league as well. 0457 736 736 1300 01 It is coming up to 28 minutes to 6 o'clock. Yeah, 24 minutes to 6. Good to have your company, Daniel Pegory, with you. Breakfast not too far away here on SE. In now, uh, 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. Uh, Makita Power Play this morning. Don't forget, this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Asking you uh, this morning, uh, on the back of that Raiders-Dragons match, would you have, it's an idea that's been floated a couple of times, would you have play on like Rugby Union, where we keep playing until... The 40th minute, um, the eight, in the 40th minute, the 80th minute, we keep playing until a score, uh, someone scores, or there's a penalty, or the ball goes out. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I mentioned this uh, not too long ago, but one uh, sporting sports uh, betting agency have slashed the odds for both the Roosters and also uh, the. South Sydney Rabbitohs to win the competition this year. Now, we know both are sitting inside uh, the top eight at the moment. Uh, They've slashed the premiership winning odds of both the Roosters and the Rabbitohs in the countdown to the finals after an impressive performance in recent weeks. Now, um, the Roosters, uh, according to this betting agency, have won five straight uh, since their buy in round 17, and they've gone from $26 to $11, whilst the Rabbitohs have gone from $17 to $10. Of course, gamble responsibly, but and that tells you that a lot of people are interested in both South Sydney and the Roosters to win the competition. Can they do so? 0457 or 1300-01-1170. Still going to take a massive effort, one would think, to beat Penrith once they get their players back, but you never know. Now, yesterday, were you at the SCG? There was 44,659 people there, a massive crowd at the SCG. It looked like a beautiful day as well. It's a lovely weekend in Sydney. Uh, it was the second highest attendance of the SCG for a Swans home game ever, and they were very happy. Most of them left happy anyway because... Uh, they won it by 27 points and headed to second place on the AFL ladder with just one game to go in the regular season. Collingwood, they were coming into this game on an 11-game winning streak. But the Magpies were no match for Buddy Franklin and his hard-tackling, desperate teammates. Were you there? I watched bits and pieces of flicking between the NRL and the AFL yesterday, and they looked good, the Swans. They looked very good. Now, people that know the game a lot more than I do think they are a genuine premiership threat. A lot of people thought that maybe um, they were a bit too inconsistent in the middle part of the year, but they were very, very good uh, yesterday. And Collingwood, with that loss, has slipped to fifth spot on the ladder. No Jordan Goey, which would have hurt them yesterday, but the Magpies coach said, I thought they were outstanding, Sydney. The, the way that they defended the ground was as good as we faced this year. I thought we were off our best, but full credit to Sydney. Um, Paddy McCartan was a major reason for the ineffective showing of the two Collingwood Fords with another superb showing in defence from the former number one pick. So were you there? And can the Swans go on to win the Premiership? 
44,000 people there. It's the second highest crowd ever for the Sydney Swans. And we know um, when the Swans have good years, and as I said, sitting in second position at the moment with one round left in the AFL, Sydney does get behind them. Um, so this is going to be a very, very interesting month or so for the Swans. What was the atmosphere? If you were there, what was the atmosphere like? I know quite a lot of people that were there. Um, it's a good crowd, a good ground, the Sydney Cricket Ground, when it is full. Um, so, yeah, good win by the Swans. John Longmire also staying grounded after the win, even though they ended that 11-game winning streak of Collingwood. And, of course, during the week as well, Josh Kennedy announced his retirement at the end of the year. Um, so, well done to the Swans. If you were there, let me know what it was like. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Are you confident? If you're a Swans fan, are you confident they can go all the way? Uh, they're playing some really entertaining uh, AFL at the moment. Through the rest of uh, the weekend's results in the AFL as well, some interesting games. And there is only one round left in the AFL uh, in, until the finals. Of course, their final series uh, starts in a few weeks' time because we've got next week, which is another round, and then they have that weekend off before they play the week after. Uh, on Friday night, it was uh, Brisbane. 60, uh, 81 over St Kilda, 66. Brisbane, 12-9-81 over St Kilda, 9-12-66. Then on Saturday, uh, we had the Western Bulldogs, 9-8-62 over GWS. Very close, but not quite close enough. GWS, 8-9-57. And that in itself keeps the Western Bulldogs finals hopes alive. We had Adelaide over North Melbourne, 15-13-103 over North Melbourne, 10-14-74. Geelong, 18-11-119 over the Gold Coast, 9-5-59. I saw the end of this game between Melbourne and Carlton on Saturday night. It was cruel for Carlton. Uh, I don't know if you flicked over after the rugby league ended. Melbourne Demons, 11-13-79 over Carlton, 10-14-74. It was almost, they are still in the eight, Carlton, but almost a must-win game for Carlton. And they were winning up until, I think, uh, when Melbourne got that final goal, there was 11 seconds left on the clock. Um, heartbreak for Carlton, who have not made the finals in a very, very long time. Um, and now, uh, well, they have a must-must-win game um, this coming weekend. It was an entertaining finish to the game. Well done to the Demons, but you got to feel sorry for Carlton fans. Uh, Fremantle, 9-17-71 over West Coast, 7-5-47. Richmond, 28-128 over Hawthorne, 9-13-67. The Swans, as I mentioned, 11-11-77 over Collingwood, 7-8-50. And Port Adelaide, 23-8-146, defeated Essendon in the last game of round 22 of the AFL, 9-8-62. So as I say, there is one more round to come next weekend in the AFL. Just going through those games quickly. Brisbane will take on Melbourne on Friday. On Saturday, the GWS Giants will play Fremantle. North Melbourne will take on the Gold Coast Suns. Geelong will play West Coast. Uh, Essendon will take on Richmond. Uh, Port Adelaide will play the Adelaide Crows. And then on Sunday, these are the interesting games. Hawthorne up against the Western Bulldogs, who are currently in ninth position. That's at 110. And then at 320, Carlton play Collingwood. And they're sitting at eighth at the moment, Carlton. So those two games will have a big impact on who does finish eighth in the AFL. And the Swans, they finish off their regular season against St Kilda at 4.40 in Melbourne on Sunday afternoon. So if you're a Swans fan, are you hopeful 
for season 2022. Currently sitting in second position at the moment on 60 points. Geelong lead the way on 68. And then the Swans in second on 60. There's a host of teams on 60, actually. Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood all on 60. Fremantle on 58. Richmond on 50. Carlton on 48. And just outside of that top eight, the Western Bulldogs on 44. And St Kilda on 44. So there you go. Interesting times in the AFL. Now, Swans fans, can you win it? 0457 736 736 or 1300. 01170. Now, tomorrow on the show, we'll catch up with Chris Perkins, uh, talk all things American sport, including we'll have a chat about Serena Williams after she announced her retirement last week. But we will also talk to Jonathan Gallo about the round of EPL. Now, there is still one game to come, and that's going to be at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning between Liverpool and Crystal Palace, which will be a good game in itself. But what about some of the results over the weekend? As I say, we'll do more of a comprehensive review with John tomorrow. But if you have missed any of the results going back to Saturday night, Aston Villa 2 over Everton 1. Southampton and Leeds United, they had a 2-all draw. Arsenal 4 over Leicester 2. I watched this game uh, yesterday morning when I got up. Arsenal got out to that 2-0 lead at halftime and you thought Arsenal were going to go on and win that game quite comfortably. Then Leicester uh, fought back but then Arsenal managing to get the win four goals to two. Brighton and Newcastle had a nil-all draw. Man City continue their good start to the season, 4-0 over Bournemouth. Wolves and Fulham had a nil-all draw. I'm looking forward to talking to John about this next result. Brentford 4, Man United nil overnight Saturday going into Sunday. That's a shocking loss for Man United. Um, They lost last week too, but that is really, really disappointing against a team they should be beating. A few people had high hopes for Man United this year. Um, And I mentioned uh, that game was away, but the week before uh, in that first game when they had conceded a goal, uh, the crowd was already chatting, you're getting sacked in the morning to the manager. Well, I wonder how they feel after that. 4-0 loss to Brentford Um, last night or yesterday morning, our time. We will talk uh, to John about that tomorrow. Nottingham Forest 1 over West Ham 0 um, and if you are a Man United fan, we're heading towards the end of the show, but how are you feeling? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 Yeah, Nottingham Forest won over West Ham nil last night. And this other game, crazy game between Chelsea and Tottenham, finished 2-all. Uh, this game was played only just a few hours ago. 2-all um, in the end. A Harry Kane goal in the sixth minute of injury time gave Tottenham a 2-all draw against Chelsea. Uh, it was 1-0 to Chelsea, then uh, Tottenham even up, made it one all, And then in the 77th minute, Chelsea went ahead again 2-1. And you would have thought the game was almost there to be won. But in, in the sixth minute of injury time, Harry Kane made it a two-all draw between Chelsea and Tottenham. So disappointment, heartbreak for Chelsea fans there. And as I say, one more game to come in this round of the EPL. That's going to be tomorrow morning at 5am. So when we're on air, we'll keep you up to date with it. Liverpool up against Crystal Palace and then all back underway again on Saturday night, the first game, Tottenham up against Wolves. So we'll talk all about that with John tomorrow. We'll also have a chat, as I say, with Chris Perkins in America. So that's tomorrow on the show. Golf news, Cameron Smith's expected departure to join the Live Golf Tour Tour could become even more awkward for golf officials because the Aussie is on the cusp of becoming the world number one. 
A win at the FedEx at St. Jude's Championship on Monday morning, where Brandy will be all across with the golf desk after 6am, would allow Smith to leapfrog Scotty Scheffler into the top spot after the current number one missed out in the FedEx Cup playoff opener. The first of three season-ending events with a winner's prize of $18 million. Not bad for... A bit of work there. But the Queenslander, who posted a three under 67 in his third round to sit in a share of third place, uh, and we'll check the score in just a second for you on that as well, to sit equal third coming into the last round, um, could end up being the number one golfer at the moment. Now, as it sits at the moment, uh, he may not win that. He's actually in fifth place at the moment, uh, 11 under two off the lead. However, he has only played nine holes, so still a slight chance that we'll see Cameron Smith go on to win this tournament. Um, many fans have had no mercy on course, but Smith headed into the St. Jude Championship ready to cop some heat for his denials. He has said when there's news, it will come from him uh, from the horse's mouth, uh, but could turn out to be number one uh, if he goes on to win today. And he's at the moment sitting in equal fifth position, two off the lead in that tournament. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 70 It's coming up to 11 to 6. You're listening to Tradies News in a nutshell. Yeah, 7 to 6. Breakfast not too far away. I thought Rugby League and the NRL community did a great job over the weekend honouring the memory of Paul Green. Minute silence in each game. Very emotional scenes uh, throughout the weekend, as you would have seen. Kevin Walters has said that uh, it's important for the NRL to be up to date with the mental health side of things. He said uh, throughout the weekend, it's something I believe the NRL needs to put more focus on, particularly around our players, coaches and support staff, everyone that's involved in the game. We need to make sure there's someone there for you if you want to reach out the death of Paul Green has reignited calls for an NRL Coaches Association to be formed following previous unsuccessful launches. Um, and Trent Robinson um, went on to pay his tribute as well to Paul Green after the Roosters-Cowboys game as well uh, the other day. So, yeah, interesting uh, thoughts there from Kevin Walters and also Trent Robinson. And also, don't know if you saw this news over the course of the weekend. Allianz Stadium uh, due to open in just a few weeks' time with that Roosters-Souths game. Uh, well, the growth of Women's Rugby League has continued with the NRL announcing a groundbreaking move to open the new Allianz Stadium with the NRLW game between the Roosters and the Dragons. Uh, it was the Roosters that actually put on this initiative to have their women's side open the new stadium after strong discussions between the board, the NRL and venues New South Wales. So NRLW actually begins this weekend, the second season this year. Uh, Robinson, Trent Robinson said, we were the reason it is a double header. It's come from our board and our club that we pushed to have it along with the SCG. There was some resistance towards it, but we believe the women opening the stadium is right for our game and for our club. So the round 25 match between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters uh, will have the NRLW premiers. Uh, in fact, it's a repeat of the grand final playing uh, on September 2 in just what 
uh, two and a half weeks' time. So that's going to be very, very exciting. The NRLW kicking off this weekend as well. Uh, quality season last year, uh, earlier this year. And I think we're going to get another good season this year as well. Thank you for your company this morning. Breakfast through SCN 11.70am with Fossey and Brandy coming up. And through SCN Q693 and SCN 16.20am on the Gold Coast, it's Padden Heels. Have a wonderful Monday. I'll catch you back here for the Tuesday show. Chris Perkins, Jonathan Gallo will join me. Have a great Tuesday uh, Monday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.